In the Loop with Chris, Zach, and Alex Lupica. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to In the Loop. Just want to remind you to rate this show on iTunes and SoundCloud and be sure to tweet us at In the Lupica. That's with two O's in the place of the U. And before we get started here, we have to tell you about Geico. When shopping for car insurance, consider this. Geico has been saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. So if you're serious about savings, it's simple. Go to geico.com. After 75 years, they know how to save you money. All right, here we go. Time for a podcast on a wintry Wednesday in Manhattan, Zach. Downright frigid out there. Not that bad. Windy is all Beautiful hell. outside. No, it's winter, man. Dude, it's December. This is what you get. We had like, it was 60 degrees on November 30th, all right? Well, you got a take on this? Yeah, let me throw something at you guys. I wanted to discuss this last week. <laughs> the temperature? I, no, I read an article. Is Christmas too early? Okay? And it got me thinking. Because after Christmas, it's just winter, man. Three mm, not straight for me, months not for me. of winter. If Christmas was maybe January 25, you get that little gap there, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then boom, next thing you know, Masters are around the corner. Is the Rye House getting in the Christmas spirit, Chris? I First think- of all, Jesus didn't choose when he was born. Or yeah, was that's he- the sketchy part of this yeah, whole Yeah, that's debate. kind of a loophole. But um, was it the 25th? Was it the 26th? I, who knows? It was the 25th. Right, you know, but... But you got MLK weekend in January, you go to LA, everything's fine. Well, that seems more personal than, you know, collective. <laughs> but well, no, MLK a, is for everyone. As a practicality, Chris, I think I agree with you. Yeah, it would be nice if there was a little more separation between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It feels like it's If just... Mary just held off for one more month. Exactly. <laughs> it I would be it. nice, that's all I'm saying, because it's Thanksgiving, next thing you know it's Christmas, and then it's woof, just a lot of cold. <laughs> I don't think Mary elected when to... Not sure how that works. Not a big fan, but uh, let's keep going. Kloop, I wanted to ask you about the tree in Rye. I yep. saw some social media... Looks like you didn't get enough lights initially for the size of your tree. Yeah, that's true. So uh, Home Depot got a tree, real tree, um, and we got some lights. Wait, did you like strap it to the hood of the car? I have you no, chopped it down. No, I have no idea. Kim did it. So uh, You uh-huh. didn't actually retrieve it. I tree. actually think she retrieved the tree while we recorded last week. So that's the thing. I'm doing my second job. I hope and- I'm not raising like a point of contention right now. No, not on at all. The podcast. She, she was totally happy to do it. I don't it. think she listens to the podcast. No, she does. On she one, does. She listens on one and a half speed to like What's up, blow Kim? through What's it. up, Kim? Hello, Kim. Um, and I was actually there for the, the when trimming? they did the ornaments, yeah. Did you assist? Trimming is a confusing word for me because that makes me think they're cutting it with scissors. Anyway, they were, yeah, they were trimming it in the... It is a little counterintuitive. Um, right? Yeah, they put it, it's it's a really nice tree. Really they nice tree. They got all the lights. Some of them like flicker, some yes, of them don't. twinkling lights. Twink- some of them twinkle, some of them don't. They got all uh, silver, what do you call them, Clue? They're all the same ornaments, which I like. Silver bulbs. We got some silver bulbs. We've got some. We've got some silver bulbs. We've got some gold bulbs. We've got some clear bulbs. And I gotta tell you, I got home tonight. Uh, It's you know, it's dark. I I I plug that thing in right away. It gives you a nice touch. And we have a little secret Santa action going. Zach, you set it up online this year. Mm -hmm. Very fancy little app. Yeah, a little fancy app. Yeah, yeah. And we all electronically. Everyone gets a little surprise email with their you know. Are you happy with who you got? Yeah. I feel like the person I've got, I've gotten a bunch of years in a row. Spoiler. That might give it away. There's no good way. Thing I anybody... don't have, good thing my long-term memory isn't great. None of you remember. 
Yeah. I remember. You got me a robe with Kloop stitched on it in gold That's last true. year. That's true. I got I really... you the Kloop robe. Was that last year or two years ago? I think that was last year. And then you also got me the goat in New York shirt, uh, which true. Jay-Z then totally stole from us. You guys kind of jumped this. We were talking about Kloop and Rye. Then I thought we would transition to me going to Rye, mm-hmm. transition into your mm-hmm. Saturday, mm-hmm. our Saturday, mm-hmm. how they were a little different. Mm-hmm. Why don't you? You're the host. You want me to talk about my Saturday? No, just tee us up on that. You want to talk about your Saturday. <laughs> and then yours. Okay. How was your Saturday? Oh, it was great. Um, <laughs> went down to a little place called Rye, as I mentioned before. We just watched pretty much every game you could watch. Kloop brought both TVs out in the living room. He really knows how to satisfy Which doesn't you. happen a lot. Yeah. No, it's, no, it doesn't happen ever. Yeah, Kim, <laughs> she, she was fine with it. She, she was didn't cool love it. Did she walk in on the two TV yes, situation? Yes. Yeah, she yeah. was a little rattled by but it. But she had guests over. She, had, you know, she understands your um, desires. Yeah, a lot of football. On. We had a great time. Nachos. Nachos. I, I got you a sandwich. I yeah. made you coffee. I ate so much Saturday cloops that I wasn't hungry until 4 p.m. on Sunday. It really sounds like he catered to your needs. Kloop, you were a good host. Yeah, I had a chicken sandy waiting for him. I told him only to eat half because we had nachos around the corner. He ate the whole thing. But what was the problem with the sandwich, dude? (laughs) He said it was too good. The sandwich was too good. My hands were tied, dude. I ate one half. I needed the other. The sandwich was too good. I don't know where he gets him. Wow. Chris, bravo. Maybe I'll pay you a little bit. Hey, come on down. What were you doing? I was at Top Golf, Jersey. Yeah. Explain to me what Top Golf is. Little just Top Golf is don't like, go long winded. Top Golf is like the Chelsea Piers driving range, layers of of driving range bays. Mm-hmm. But then they're all heated with bars and food and. But isn't it like some sort? Isn't there a little competition aspect? There's to it? a competition aspect to the driving range. You're yeah, trying to hit it, it, it into track. It's actually really cool. The ball, it can track where it lands, so it knows how close you got to a pin and it scores. Right. Gloop, you have any questions? Gloop, I've any heard, questions? well, b- before we get into your personal part of this, I heard you were going long. I heard you were swinging it good. So I, I heard the club it. twirling was borderline. I, you and Tiger, Tiger's so, playing Hero World Challenge. <laughs> you were playing top golf. You were both twirling. I was so told I, that you hit a drive <laughs> that you said was, quote, 275 plus, and then looked at one of the workers there and said, go get that, like Spieth at the British. It's not accurate. It's not accurate. One of the workers. I, I will. The bartender. It's go not get, hey, hey, bud, go get that and come back with a vodka it's, too. And it's far. It's going to be a good workout for you. It's not true. Um, was, was, there club, was there club twirling? I was hitting it good. I was holding the finish a little long. You know, I know when I'm hitting it good because my back hurts because I'm holding that finish so damn long. You know? It was mostly four irons, so it's a point system based on not only how far away the pin is but also how close you are so if you want to just like stuff pitching wedges that's one way to score points and you were kind of mixing it up giving the people what they want knife yeah. 194 iron in there pitching wedge hit the deep could ball. you smoke cigarettes in top golf <laughs> not of a concern to me just a question <laughs> i don't have the answer okay the answer is no though okay um <laughs> All in all, really successful day for you. I've actually heard that Top Golf is awesome. I mean, it's tough because I guess that's probably the closest one to New York is in Jersey because you need a lot of room for that thing. Did anyone you need a tremendous amount of room, yeah. Chris? It is sprawling. It's yeah. huge. Well, it started out west, I think, in like Arizona, yeah, Colorado, it's big in Vegas. It is like the most American thing 
pretty much you could think of. I want to no, do it. Driving Next range, you got championship, football on TVs Championship everywhere. Saturday on oh. the couch with nachos. I want I want to do the it. The games were on, but I was busy with the four irons. <laughs> yeah, right. of course. I mean, if it's you're in your club He's for 90 seconds. Yeah. Wait, were you actually, was I actually twirling? Dude, Did you actually hear that? The things that I heard about you at Topgolf, everything I've said is true. The go get that, the twirling, the 275 plus. But yeah, it sounded like you did great. I'm really proud of you. Sounds like you guys had a ball and ride. We did. And Clue, curb finale Sunday night. I got to get you on that quickly. I haven't seen the finale yet. You haven't seen it? We discussed Come the on, we we discussed the second to last episode, I saw which I liked. I'm I'm excited about it. I think we should hold off. I think we should hold off until I've seen well, it. Well, we don't want have we have to hold off now. Yeah. Okay. Did you enjoy the season at this point? Because the yeah. finale is not going to disappoint you. I think the finale is one of the best episodes of the whole season. I will say that Curb, there it's not as laugh out loud funny, I think, as the last couple seasons have been. But it is, I just think a lot of it is just Leon brilliant. is laugh out loud funny. He Leon, needs to be in more. Leon is he laugh out Well, clearly Larry elevated him to almost co-star status this Correct. Year. But he, no, he but he's not in it as much. He, there were episodes he wasn't in it at all. Which but in a lot me. of them, he was like it was almost like a buddy comedy. Because every time I, he's speaking, I'm laughing. He's incredible. Every, he could say anything, yeah. and I'm laughing. I, I can't imagine how many takes they need to do because of Larry they're laughing too. Yeah, and Larry apparently cracks all the time. But. I've thought about that for sure. You, like in an improvised <laughs> setting, how would you not laugh when yeah. that man talks? How does so, he not laugh when he's vo- talking? The voice is the look. <laughs> it's all insane. Kloop, watch the finale. I, I'm kind of disappointed in you. Sorry. That's why Kloop makes the run now, dude, so we don't run into this do stuff you like have, this. Do you have holiday party stuff coming up, Kloop? I know I, you you love to dissect a good holiday party. Nothing like a good social gathering with those we work with, is there? Yeah, you really like that stuff. But I'll tell you, so we do something pretty cool at our holiday party. <laughs> We do this auction. You don't, where, you don't hear that a lot. I'm you telling just you, like, man. Because you get free shit. Yes. What do you think, okay, if you pulled all of Manhattan, for instance, all the employees, how many do you think would say they they enjoy the holiday party? How many do you think would say they don't? It depends on the demographic. I believe it's split right down the middle. I think that there's 50, a lot. I think there's like, a lot of people doing dude, a lot. Of, if you're age forty and up, you live for it. I I even think there there are people that are in their twenties who are into yes. it, who are feeling I know, it. They're I know many. out with the boys, yeah. and then there are some holiday parties where it's super extravagant and it gets insane, and then there are some where it's more casual dinner. Either but way, yeah. in ours, there's an auction style like selection of ping pong balls with a number that's attached, and you go up there and you get some pretty decent gifts. And there's some gift stealing. There's um, different levels. I got an iPad last time, so I go. Wow. I don't miss that. Just in case you get an iPad or something. Well, you're gonna get something. You're is going the point. for the the raffle. A hundred percent. I wouldn't go otherwise. To tell you the truth. That's 100% of the motivation. Absolutely, but I think it's a smart move by the company. All right. Um, Do you guys have anything coming up? I have one, but it happens to be when I'm on my long vacay at the end of the month. So You're month I'm going to be more traveling the globe. I have one, but I have to get up so early for work that I think I have a built-in dispensation. So you don't want to go. Ooh, no, that's, you, not, that's not the case. Do you have a that's dispensation? It sounded like the dispensation was the driving, like that was your excuse. It's not an excuse. It's just the fact that I have to get up early and I can't go to a party late into the night. You know? Yeah, yeah. Kind of Man's got priorities. Ever. I understand. Yeah. Priorities. Man of principle. You're, hey, winter meetings next week. Baseball. Baseball winter meetings. MLB Network, Florida, Orlando. Swan and Dolphin Hotel. 
Otani rumors swirling. Out. I, we got to get into this later in the 23 show. 23 teams out, seven in. The Japanese Babe Ruth. I feel like we were on this pretty early, the Otani train. Uh, right? No, no we were not really early. in the no, baseball world. People no, kind we of were know on it. this guy. Chris, yeah. we were on it. Uh, we knew of him. We yeah, were aware. We, we were aware of Otani. And then, wait, Giancarlo, big news crossing the By wire. By the time you're listening to this, he could be a San Francisco Giant. He could be headed west. And are they in play for Otani? I know it's all Oh, west. they're in play for Otani. Wow. Yeah. What if they land Ruth and Ruth? Yeah. That could be something. Okay. Let's get into it later. Clip lot, college football, McAdoo, the purge of the Giants. Christmas spirit continues later in the show. Christmas movies. This isn't really my forte. I Going through my board... I'm not a big Christmas movie guy, it seems like. Yeah, you're more into the dark kind of movies. I, I guess I'm not that festive. Nah. I mean, there are a few I love, but it's not my thing. I'm into it. I'm looking I'm forward to it. I'm going to grind it out. I'm going to grind the draft. I love my board, as I always do. I can't wait to get into it. All right, let's start with college football. All right, as we come back on the air, Zach was just admitting that he didn't hear that I said go get that. No, I someone didn't. I said how range. good was go get no, that. No, you were laughing as if, wow, what a good lie. All really. of all of what I heard was laughable. Keep going, though. We got to do the college football stuff. Let's let's do college football playoff. Kloop, the final four is set. Did they get it right in your mind? Are you satisfied? Ohio State dies like a dog as you wished. They suck. <laughs> it's great. You know what? The, it, it finally did. Everything, it, it did work out the way it should. But I will say, I mean, Zach and I, like we said, we had a little long shot action on Wisconsin. We were rooting for them big time to get to the Final Four. And we watched every minute of that game. And you just simply, at the end of the day, you watch that Wisconsin-Ohio State game. And, and yes, it was an entertaining game, but the teams, neither team blows you away at all. And I left that game just saying there's no way Alabama wouldn't smash either one of these teams. I think the committee did the right thing. I think the committee did exactly what the committee was put together to do. And they just said, Alabama's a better team. They have one less loss. We're going with Alabama. We don't care about the politics side of it. I, the right teams are in there, and I'm really excited about the Final Four. Z-Loop, do you buy into the Vegas theory? I know you're all Vegas all the time, but the fact that just the simple fact that Alabama would be favorite against Ohio State, no questions asked, and a head-to-head neutral site matchup. I think there's something to it, but the thing about, which we've talked about before with the Vegas lines, is you're also taking into public perception on who's going to bet on what. So they could have Alabama as a five-point favor, when in reality they should probably be a two-point favor. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, additionally, to Zach's point, Bama would be a favorite over just about is, anyone. Is, favor- is favorite over Clemson. They're, so, favored yes. over, they're favored over anyone, but that's it's, it shouldn't just be strictly done by that. It is a factor in saying that the team is better, but it's also, it's, it is only used because the resumes matched up to a point where you could put Bama in. If Bama had had another loss, I don't think they get in over Ohio no. State, but they still would be favored over Ohio State with another loss. So. And I was pretty passionate, along with Kloop, about Bama being in. Not I wasn't as passionate before during the week, but after watching that Ohio State-Wisconsin game, Kloop and I had the long future on Wisconsin and after the game I said to Chris if Wisconsin we wanted them to win bad if Wisconsin was having to play Clemson on the first they would get shut out easily and I think Ohio State and Ohio would have gotten State drilled by Clemson drilled. as well just Clemson, like they did last year it's interesting because Clemson is the one seed here so they come out of it as the number one overall seed and what do they get they get Bama in New Orleans good luck and basically they yeah Zach's right good, good luck. luck and 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 if you're Clemson this is another thing that you have to consider when looking at this when you're Clemson in an honest moment you don't think Dabo Sweeney says hey I'd much rather play Ohio State the first game than Bama 100%. you gotta be kidding me 
Ohio State is was so unimpressive. Wisconsin pretty much has zero on offense. JT Barrett handed JT Barrett was the only reason that Wisconsin was even in that game. And the fact that Wisconsin had a chance to score to win the game to beat them just says everything you need to know about Ohio State. Kloop, is there a two-loss trend that's going on right now? There's a lot of talk about the, the four-year sample size we have that basically the trend we see is that a two-loss team can't get in so far. You saw with Penn State last year, Ohio State this year, they kept referring to one-loss Alabama, two-loss Ohio State, the committee when they announced it. Is well, it the case that that is just unacceptable? No, I don't think it's the case that it's unacceptable. Easily, you could see a situation where a two-loss team gets in. But to the committee's point, it certainly shouldn't be the norm, and you should need some pretty unusual circumstances to put a two-loss team in. So I think a two-loss team could get in. For example, I think if Ohio State had put on another 59 nothing showing against Wisconsin, there would have been a chance that they had gotten in just because of how impressive that win would be. But all things being mostly even, yes, they're going to refer to a one-loss team over a two-loss team. Do you think if they lose to Iowa by a field goal? Yeah, they're in. They're in? I don't know. I think the loss to Iowa either way is still pretty tough. If they win that Iowa game, they're in. Mm -hmm. So For sure. Look, you look at Ohio State, I could see them being bummed out. You had every chance, and you just weren't. I, I think even honestly, Ohio State fans recognize that that wasn't a great team they had out there. And we probably would have seen a two-loss team get in, right, if Auburn had won? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think they got. It's going to be an amazing semifinals. That was a Epic. lot of where I was coming at it from. Just as a fan of college football, and I tweeted something to this effect on Sunday. That's supposed to be the premier day of the year in sports. If you're a college football fan like I am, and I would have been disappointed if it had been a Clemson Ohio State rematch. Instead, it's Clemson Bama Georgia Oklahoma. Like my goodness, Clemson that's awesome. Bama round three, yeah, and then Oklahoma Baker against Georgia, it's- and it's on New Year's Day this year, which is probably the best possible day for that stuff to be going on. Just hanging out, a couple pizzas, maybe who knows? Wisconsin just absolutely destroys one of the games. If they're in it, yes. it's a shutout. Interest-wise. Hornybrook. Interest-wise, it goes to zero. The problem not for with me, but... The problem with Hornybrook is he Not zero, but... Hornybrook man, can't it... throw, and he's slow. He can't throw, but he's slow. Right. And they almost beat OSU. God, I wish they had. So who wins it all, Clue? I like Bama to win it all. So do I. You guys are just chalk chalk. Who do you like? I, I like no one. I think it's you a like complete toss-up. You like Baker? I have no idea who's going to win Georgia, Oklahoma, and I have no idea who's going to win Clemson, Bama. Hopefully, I'll have an idea by the first. Very honest take. It's. I mean, that's how good the games are. They're both. The spreads are both within two points. It's unbelievable. And, and one other thing worth pointing out is you get another really good bowl game with the Fiesta, or uh, I think it's the Cotton Bowl, Ohio State, USC. It's almost like that's almost like the not the play-in game, but the two teams who got left out who have something to prove, that'll be an awesome game. And that's so, gorgeously like on the 29th. Even that, you know, even that is a great game. Uh, UCF, Auburn, just to name a few. And of course, Lane and the boys down in the Boca Raton Bowl hosting Akron. That'll be a dream come true. What is going on with Lane? What does the future hold for Lane Kiffin, <laughs> I, Chris? I'm just not sure. Like, this is all great for his... He's like the Lane Kiffin comeback tour. He's well, getting- apparently he doesn't need anything to get oxygen because he gets it everywhere he goes. I and understand. He dominates headlines 
in a variety of ways. Agreed. So <laughs> I think it's two different things, right? It's the way the public looks at him, and yeah. I think Lane has done an incredible job rebuilding his image and rebranding himself as this fun-loving, like high-scoring coach. And look, the team's done really well. The question is, is, is there an AD out there who's willing to take him seriously and take a chance on him? He's still got to go to a medium-sized program. People were throwing around, like, do you think Arkansas is going to go after him? No way. I like the idea that he goes to SMU. SMU, I think, would be a good fit for him. Uh, but If the SMU coach goes to Nebraska? Is no, no, no. The SMU, Chad Morris uh, is signing with Arkansas. Arkansas, right. Yeah. And FSU moves quickly, Kloop, on Taggart. And he was, I was just looking it up at uh, Sports Center. He's doing the big old chop. Um, during his formal introduction down there. There's been a ton. I can't remember. I think Mark Rick now at the University of Miami out of the big schools in Florida is the longest tenured head coach. He's been there two years. So there's been a ton of turnover down there, one of the most talent-rich states in the country. I guess reshuffling the deck, but, but Taggart can definitely get it done down there. You want to do some NFL here, Chris? The Giants purge. Oh, my God. It's... um. Yeah, it's all very dark. Are, are you – let me ask you this. Did you watch the game on Sunday? It was very strange. I watched you, a little of it. I watched and I rooted all of it. it. I rooted against the Giants. I, that was going to be my next question. Are you – I'm not rooting for Geno Smith. Are you, and, but are and, you rooting against them for the pick? Like, yes. Is it a practical matter or are you? Is it is disappointment in the franchise playing into it? So – the way we talked about this last week, I was pretty upset about the Eli thing. That was mostly just emotional. Eli's kind of the last athlete that I really loved, and he was drafted when we were still kids. And I don't really think there's going to be another Eli like that for us. So I was really just pissed, and I was pissed at McAdoo. So I couldn't root for McAdoo, and I couldn't root for Geno Smith. But also, I understand from a pragmatic standpoint, the Giants, it's better for them to lose. It's better them to lose the next four games because then they will have for sure the number two pick in the draft at worst. So it's a bunch of different things happening there. And can we just walk through what happened? Because it seems it seems odd to me how it all went down. There's no doubt in my mind that Ben McAdoo didn't make the decision to bench Eli Manning on his own. No, it, that gets run up the flagpole. But did, did Mr. Mara tell him start a different quarterback or look at different quarterbacks and then you make up your mind and I wouldn't he decided it was Gino and then didn't tell him or w- how could I wouldn't be surprised so if badly? collectively there was this notion that it would be better a they're not going to win this year yeah let's see what we have and then it was it wasn't what they did it was how they did it that I think made people react the way they did because it just seems so ham-handed and it almost seems like getting rid of Reese and McAdoo this week is like a cleanup for last week's fuck up with Eli Manning to me but if they were all in it together and this they were going to bench him then why is he playing this week well he's playing this week to me it seems reactionary for the to the way the fans reacted they didn't think, <laughs> they didn't see that coming i don't i guess not i really don't think they saw it all unfolding the way it did. It's with a him con- crying in front of his yes. locker like that. And I'll tell you another thing: it's different to start Geno Smith in Oakland than it is to start him at home against yes. the Cowboys. And I believe that it was factored in when they made this decision: like, do we really want an angry, 
crowd of Giants fans chanting or not being at the game or selling their tickets, it's going to be embarrassing. And to me, it almost feels like a cleanup effort occurred this week. It will be cool to see him run out and start. And to get, that, and, and, and I agree with that. Life and I do that. think I would be surprised if Eli starts all the rest of the games going forward. But yeah, you're right, Alex. I do think Eli deserves to hear it from the crowd, to start another game at Giants Stadium, even if this is his last game. He needs to go out on a higher note than standing in front of his locker getting railroaded with a benching for Geno Smith. You know what also is going to be cool? Seeing number 12 for the Packers march out in Carolina next week. Can we? Can you just hold on for a second? Can we just finish the Giants? Yeah, let's just can talk more about the, the worst team in the league. Can we just finish with the Giants? Go ahead. Chris, at a certain point, the look of Ben McAdoo, I think, plays into it. You just can't. You can't have Sean McVay on one side and and Ben McAdoo on the other. That's just I, that's that is just sh- that is just a disadvantage look wise. Well, first of all, McAdoo is a shitty communicator. Uh, no, just I'm, didn't, I'm talking about image. I know, Alex, but what I'm saying is you can make up for the look if you're Andy Reid and you're a genius that's play true. caller. Okay, that's true. Good but point. you better be a genius play caller if you're going to look like Andy Reid. Yes. If you're going to look like Ben McAdoo. It's funny because I saw a tweet that literally said how you look at the beginning of the divorce and how you look when you start dating the 22 <laughs> year old during the after the divorce. And I couldn't see the picture because I had bad service. I'm like, this is a Magadu tweet. A hundred percent. Okay. No one, he transformed. He's, yeah, he's a totally different person. Look was. And, and it and, didn't and work didn't for get him. Better. Didn't work for okay, him. Okay, McDaniels, Schwartz, uh, Jim Bob Cooters getting thrown around. Who, who do you want? I'm not sure. I just, I, it, it's so hard. List. It's so hard to guess. I'm the, the guy that I've, that I always say is David Shaw, the head coach of Stanford. I think that guy is awesome, but I don't know if he'll ever leave Stanford. It's important that they get a GM and a head coach. I think, I think this offseason, you get GM, head coach, new quarterback, and start fresh. And that's a great way to, to hit the reset button. Yeah. All important elements of an NFL franchise. Fair All right, say. Zach, I can right, see him. Ahead. He's chomping. Yeah, he really is. I'm looking at him. He is literally biting his lower lip. The <laughs> royal flush starts to look a little more like just a routine straight. You got the ten of clubs last Sunday. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. Going to the dog pound. Yeah. And the then pound. the return of 12. Potential return. Potential return. So they had to win their last five games to get to ten and six. It looks like ten and six to get them in. They're going to need some help, but ten and six looks like the number that's going to get you in. Come on, they're getting in with ten and six. If they beat Cleveland this week in Cleveland with Hundley, who can't throw at all, can't throw a football, can't throw a lick, then Aaron gets his X-ray Monday. He says that he's not. He didn't want to get his X-ray during this whole process. Until he knew he could play. He was off the IR. So he's eligible to come off the IR Monday. He's apparently... Why? Because he said he didn't want... He wanted to come back as if he was going to prepare himself to come back. He didn't want to be disappointed with the news early. Okay. That's kind of... That seems mental to me. But my thought is that he might have already gotten it and is playing at Koi and knows he can play. Or he wouldn't be doing what he's doing. Interesting. You're, big I mean, if, you, big if, if true. If anyone can get inside the mind of Rodgers, it's you. Like, it just feels too much like they're really just going to have an MRI on Monday to see if they're going to be in contention or not. It sounds crazy. But, yeah, I mean, if, if they win and then he comes back, he can't play, then obviously they're still screwed. I think you Then be- you get the four diamonds. You beat the Browns. 
You got to beat the Browns. You got to. They're only three point favorites. You got to beat the Browns at the pound. At the end of the day, you got to do it. It's a Super Bowl game in the pound. I Zach, I told you my opinion. You said you don't like it because you know you assume if anyone thinks the Packers are going to win, they're going to lose. But the rest of the Packers are going to play this game as if it's a one game play. That was the same with this last week, though, which was what I was saying. Yeah, but last week was they know for sure that their boy is going to be back out there the week after. Like the defense is going to be great. Hunley will, I don't, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be great, but the running game seems to be working. As a non-Packer fan, like with no interest, I really want this to yeah, work out. Yeah, I was going to say. Because it's so much better for the NFL for the rest of the way if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback and he's got a chance to make it to the playoffs. What are your storylines if that doesn't happen? What do you Brady. mean? We, we see you in 20, <laughs> oh, in the NFL. Bra- yeah, in the NFL. Brady. Yeah. Patriots yeah, I, win again. I what mean, else? What else is there? Like Breeze? Resurgence? Yeah, I mean, no, look, the, that's the, dude, Saints the greatest cool. show on turf out in LA. Okay, Goff would be cool. The um, Vikings. Yeah, dude, if he comes back and he, he has to go to Carolina and they have three games left and he's got to run the table like he did last year, coming off a broken collarbone, it's going to be pretty exciting, I think, for everyone. Is it? Is it just because of you that we feel like it's the heart no, attack pack no. every year? Or they really are? Well, the, the last year they really did have to win their last six games. And this year they really did have to win their <laughs> yeah. last five. Um, I know. In the playoffs every year, too. No, but dude, if he com- if he's coming back with a chance and striking distance, the whole world's going to be watching. It's going to be awesome. I... I am like bracing myself mentally I feel and emotionally si- just for you to like watch you go. You should have seen me this last Sunday against I- the Bucks. I was an emotional wreck. I lost the feeling of <laughs> my toes. Yeah, Bucks it's game at home because Bucks at home and overtime. Because usually, like when Rogers is healthy, you're still that emotionally invested. But you're emotionally invested in Rogers, not in Hunley. Right. Well, so also when Rogers is playing, I think we can win. Yeah, exactly. There's, yeah, there's it's definitely a swagger for you that comes with number twelve being out there. As well, they're better with him. Bert Hundley, Brett, <laughs> the Royal Bert. Flush, the Ten of Clubs. Um, Clue, can I get you on Bengals Steelers AFC North bloodbath? That and I didn't even watch the whole game, but the highlight was like out of an NFL blitz promo. Well, it was it was what the NFL I think used to be more like, and I can't tell if people are just freaking out because we're not used to it anymore, or I, I don't know. Is that not what I think? My take on this is: if this wasn't Bengals Steelers on Monday night, this was like you know Browns Ravens on yeah. Sunday, that this wouldn't be happening. It's Bengals Steelers. Well, it's a primetime game, so there's more eyeballs on it. You got John Gruden talking it's just about like it. It's like the saltiest matchup but, in the league. But, and you know, you have Vontez Burfink, Juju Smith Schuster. He's getting suspended. You had a guy in Chazier who looked like his legs were potentially that was, paralyzed. That, that was so, really yeah, scary. I mean, Air look, scary. yeah. So when you have all that stuff happening, you realize, but then, you know, you had Mitchell from uh, the, the, the Steelers today who was just talking about, like, how difficult it is. I was watching that too. It, it, he's and, and he's you have so to, right. He's so right. It is so difficult for these guys to play a highly violent, incredibly high-paced Fast-paced, sport yeah. without and also think about, okay, I have to hit him in the chest and I can't hit him there. And he's talking about, well, I'm a cornerback and what if the quarterback makes a bad pass? Yeah, he and said I Dalton throws. Yeah, Dalton throws a duck and I hit the guy in the head instead of the chest. So... I do kind of feel for them. I don't know where it goes, um, but but yeah, that was definitely an eye-opening Like, game. if the quarterback's throwing a ball, like one of those hospital passes across the middle, what are those guys supposed to do? Do you think the Juju Smith-Schuster 
I love that. Just dude. Do you, the standing over him, I well, think, yeah, is what got him. A lot of yes, because it that was. one wasn't as dirty. But that's Vontez. That's Vontez Burfinks, a guy who is known as the dirtiest player in the league, who all the Steelers hate. And yes, yeah, so we stood over him. I mean. And he blindsides him, and then Burfick tries to get up to get after him, and he ju- he just goes limp on the ground. Well, and 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 to be honest, none of these hits that we're talking about are as bad as what Gronkowski did to, Tra- to Tredavious White of the Bills. So this was an ugly weekend as far as dirty hits went. But can I read a tweet from our guy Brent Musburger out yeah, in the desert? Yeah, the pod, of course. Yo, snowflakes, quit preaching. <laughs> The violent world of Sam Huff sold NFL football to the masses. The Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders gave us a little sex with our violence. Deal with it. He is really letting it fly out there, was, huh? Did Brent have a couple tumblers, it a scotch like before that? He was on his way when he sent but that But, yeah, tweet. so, uh, look, there's two different ways of looking at it. I think the old school guys think that's great stuff, and and uh, nowadays we, we look at it with a little fear. And one other thing on that, the, the scariest play of that game came on a com- play that was completely legal yes the Shazier hit left yes. it was just a freak accident and it was Shazier and that was the only one that w- initiating was, the contact like, frightened as a fan yeah uh MLB quickly Zach Otani where does he end up he's got seven teams no I need to know where I need to know San one Diego. team San one Diego. hat one uniform where's he going San Diego San Diego what, what could possibly explain that he likes the west coast um, there's not a lot of pressure. People were thinking Seattle, but he doesn't want to go where another Japanese star has been, he said. So the Ichiro's shadow might be too big there. Okay, so cross them off. Uh, <laughs> Let's gone. narrow this sucker down. I think it's either going to be San Diego or Texas. Apparently, Texas has this great Japanese PR guy who everyone loves. Wow. Texas, yeah. not on the West Coast. I no. No, neither is but Chicago. They do. Chris, he likes the size of the American steak. That's what I heard. I heard he's he loves the American culture and he loves how big the steaks are. He likes a nice piece. And I figure Texas, like, are you going to get a bigger steak, get a bigger bone-in ribeye than I down think in that Dallas? Could be playing into it. We've also never seen this guy play, so so he hasn't done a workout yet. None of that. He's no. meeting with teams. He right doesn't now. have to. It's completely up to him at this point. Yes. What is he going to get paid? Like does the, it work a minor the same le- way no. as it did in the Dice K era? No, no. We've explained this on previous podcasts. Since he's under twenty five, he has to sign a minor league deal, so it's like five hundred grand, and they can only give him a signing bonus. Everybody has a certain international signing bonus pool, so the most he can make is like three and a half million. Hmm. And if he came when he was twenty five, he could have gotten two hundred million. But he decided to come. He decided to come. He wants to play. He's gonna hit and p- do we know for sure he's gonna hit yes. and pitch? He said he's gonna hit and pitch. Yeah. It's all very good. It's going to be exciting. And so there's a chance, as we mentioned at the top, that the Giants can end up with Giancarlo and Otani. Yeah, I just saw a tweet. It's this Giants and Marlins have agreed to a deal, and it's just pending Stan's approval. In talking to your guys, is Otani, is he completely MLB ready? Or is he going to spend time are in the on, minors? Some people are on one hard yeah. side of the scale, and other people are on the other. Like Some people think he's going to be Babe Ruth, and some people think that well, we haven't seen this guy play at all, so who knows if he can pitch or hit. Yeah. Because guys have come over from Japan and been bust before. True. Booney in the Bronx. <laughs> that's that's it. That's all you have to say? Yeah. You like? Had his press conference today. Looked great. Looks the part. Has, looks, has never coached before. This Chris, this feeds into my TV as interview theory about the coaching carousel and how being on TV is nothing but helpful. Bromo. Well, in baseball specifically – 
I don't I don't know that there is a market skill that one person needs to be a manager. No. If, as, as long yeah. as you're willing to do to kind of manage the team the way the GM envisions the team to play, which is I th- I think is what Brian Cashman wants here. Absolutely, that's what all the GMs want. Yeah. The GMs are the GMs run things in baseball, and Correct. if you're a manager and you're not in lockstep with the, with playing the team the way that the team was put together to play, um, shout out Brad Pitt and Moneyball, then you're going to be out of a job. I think that's what happened with Girardi and 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 Booney looks the part and he's just saying the right thing so far. Does seem like a better fit for the young team than. Girardi, sort of the micromanager. Yeah, it's stuff like this never used to happen. You used to have the managers, old guys, you know, big chaw on their mouth, just yeah. not just kind of going by feel. Now it's just one of the guys. Not now to say it's... Booney might not have a tin of Copenhagen on. No, him. no, time yeah, to sure. time. Time to draft. Yeah, you are going to give us a quick little movie preview. Uh, Christmas season movie preview sleepers. I think you're giving us. Right? I forgot about this, but yeah, yeah, and then we'll do the draft. Christmas movie draft. All right, here we go. Time for the Hollywood portion of the program. Zach, you're looking at movies coming out soon that a lot of listeners won't know about. Yeah, so I'm going to give you three sleeper movies. Not the ones that you're going to be in the here in Oscars. Not, you know, uh, Jumanji, the, the headliners. Not the big blockbuster type films out there. Correct. Okay. One is called, oh, I forget what it's called, The Disaster Artist. <laughs> have you guys heard called. about this movie, The Disaster Artist? I have heard about it. Yeah. So it's James Franco, his brother, and yep. Seth Rogen made a movie about the making of the first movie that James Franco ever made called The Room, which has been called The Citizen Kane of Bad Movies. <laughs> oh my god. So Franco appa- made it. Yeah, so you gotta see The Room, which is awful, but I think it's so awful it might be entertaining, and then see The Disaster you Artist. You actually see the movie he made? You're, su- you're supposed to see that. My buddy told me that he saw The Room and then saw The Disaster Artist, and it was the most fun he's had at theater in 10 years. Wow. Shout out whoever that is. Yeah. All right, next. Next, um, I got Pitch Perfect 3. You wow. know I love those, dude. Wow. I got a soft spot for When's Anna Kendrick. That, that comes out December 22nd. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know about Catch that. Catch that before Christmas. Enjoy. Um, and then The Greatest Showman, a little musical with Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron. Enough said. It's probably going to be terrible. I don't think I'm going to see it. <laughs> Let's what about, draft. What Let's about draft. Phantom right, Thread, okay, with Daniel <laughs> Day-Lewis? No, no one cares about Daniel Set in 1950s anymore. London, he's a renowned dressmaker whose fastidious life is disrupted by a young, strong-willed woman. <laughs> Can this guy give me a break? Can this guy give me a break? I thought he retired. Yeah, he did. And then he says this, though, is his last film because it was so hard for him to learn literally how to become a seamstress. (laughs) Like, we got it, Daniel Day. Enough is enough. You're right. Just give it up, man. Right. And people are saying it's brilliant. It He's got nine statue. For oh, it. He, oh, just give him the Oscar. Forget about that, everyone else. Probably be just as good as Moonlight. Like, congratulations, you learned how to make dresses. You're just a loser. Yeah, oh, Chris is right. I, this, yeah, that and it's it's already got perfect scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Every critic, guess what? They loved it. They <laughs> couldn't get enough. This? What's this the, called? Kids are gonna want to grow up to make dresses because of this it's film. It's called Phantom Thread. The Phantom Thread. Can we oh, draft Christmas movies, God, please? I'm just nauseous just thinking about this. Yeah, I, I just really, clicked on I it. really want the first pick here. Uh, okay, you didn't go. Yeah, I'll can go third. Take the first pick. All right, Chris, Chris you go second. I want to go second just so I can bone Kloop on the swing around. You guys know what I'm taking first, obviously. No. I just wanted to grab this one. Oh, I know what you're taking. Um, Love Actually, first pick. Yeah. 
Easy. Uh, no question about it. God, Kloop, you're so screwed now. Is you're this my, is this my yeah, pick? Yeah, and then I'm going to take three and four, just the ones I know you like. See, Loop. Wow, okay. Uh, I just, I, I got to go with this. I watched it last night. Um, blown away every time. The Holiday with Jude Law, Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jack Black. It's so good. It's fantastic. Yeah. I tweeted out last night. The fact that it's got a 48 on Rodden is a tragedy. Jude Law is incredible in that film. I feel like that... That is pretty. It's pretty widely accepted as being an enjoyable movie at this point. Oh, it's fantastic! It's so good. Watch yeah. it. I mean, I encourage anyone who hasn't seen it to go check it out. It gets you in the spirit. It's very happy. She you falls in love. It's a lot like Love Actually. It's a lot like Love. It is. It's. It's. It's not. I, would I say it's, it's as, as good, good as Love right. Actually? I wouldn't. But it's. It's great. Exactly. I got Return. the snake. I got yeah, to do it. Home Alone. Home Alone too. <laughs> good. Well, what else do you want? Good picks. They're a joy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going back to the romantic uh, genre. God, I'm mad you're going to get who you want in the third round, Chris. I'm I wish I could prevent it. I'm taking Serendipity, John Cusack, Kate Beckinsale. Are we calling Serendipity? Fine. Bullshit. Oh, that's oh, come bullshit. on. You don't think that's a Christmas movie? I, I don't know. I mean, they meet while he's shopping for a Christmas gift. A year later, they end up at the same ice rink. I mean, come on. Give me a break. That's a Christmas movie. Very good. Jeremy Dude, whole- Piven in the supporting oh, role yeah, is the he, best friend. He, he writes obituaries for the New York Times. That's, that's, right. that's his job in the film. You're next, pal. I know. I've got two here. Why, why are you showing me your board? I want you to take who Chris wants. No, don't do that. <laughs> Show me again. Show me again. He's not even going to know what that movie is. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't Fine. do it. I can't. I'm sorry. You know I'm right, Clip? That's sinister. I'm going to take the Santa Claus. Very good. With Tim the Toolman Taylor. The second week in a row, <laughs> he's the Toolman has been discussed. <laughs> the Toolman is If you want to go two here, dude, nobody's going to get mad at you. you. What, take a fourth? No, no, Santa Claus 2. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Santa Claus 2. Also very good. <laughs> and I think I'm taking Bad Santa here to round it Wow. Kind of underrated. So I watched Bad Santa 2 the other day. Can, we, can we quickly touch on the Santa Claus? He doesn't know he's Santa but then he, he he gets tapped. Yeah, he gets tapped. And then he starts to get big, and he's got to figure the whole thing out, right? You right. It. You it's got so it. good. No, I, I know. I'm just trying to try to. What happens in two? He I, he obviously has to be Santa. Then again. he's like in full swing as Santa, right? Yeah. He puts on a lot of weight, and you know, Alan went full method for that. He <laughs> put on is... he put on 250 pounds. <laughs> two is borderline better than one. <laughs> <laughs> What would uh, Daniel Day Lewis do if he had to become Santa Claus? He would. He'd literally do it all. He'd be like, I literally. Chris, he'd seen, go live in the North Pole. He'd have eight reindeer. I swear to God, <laughs> living in his fucking house. Chris, have you seen? Have you seen Bale as Cheney? Yes. Yes. He, when you look at him in the fighter versus him in Batman versus him as Cheney, very different. He, I, you got to worry about Christian Bale's health. It's the same thing with Tim Allen if you look at him at Home Improvement and then in the Santa Claus. <laughs> All right, round it out here. All right, I'm going with um I just want to say one other quick thing. Elf is terrible. <laughs> okay. I okay. kind of agree with you. It's Elf, I kind board, of agree too. I, like I you're not an like it's stupid. He's he's an idiot in the film. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> and with your pick <laughs> <laughs> the char- Will Ferrell's character, you mean, is not bright. <laughs> He's just. I an think idiot. that's the idea. Of, yeah, and like it's the jokes are stupid. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> all right, my uh, this this is our that best movie segment. Does suck. It stinks. It's just not good, man. Everyone and loves it. Everybody loves it. Like, how many days till I get to watch Elf? Like, like I wouldn't I watch know, it. A thousand. 
Um, Good. My last fit pick is I'll Be Home for Christmas, starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Jessica Biel. you not wanted it? I just no clue. Zach and, I wa- <laughs> Zach and I watch it together. So basically this kid, he gets stranded. He's in nothing but a Santa suit. He's got to get home so he can have his dad's Porsche if he makes it home for the holidays. I have uh, seen hijinks, that. Hijinks ensue. I know, dude. That's I why you should have picked it. What happened to JTT? Is uh, he all right? Let's not talk about it. Is he okay? Let me just make my pick. Okay, take your, take your last. Uh, I'm choosing between two. Right now? Now you only have two Home Alone movies. <laughs> and I think I'm going to go with the Santa Claus 2. <laughs> I love that movie. It's great. Another movie I love is Arthur Christmas. Uh, animated. Check that out. Saw that in theaters. It's a joy. You have eight two cra- sequels. You can also go That's Eight Crazy Nights with Sandler if you're feeling something a little different. Also, shout out Chris McCall. Watch every epi- OC epi- Christmas ep- episode over the break. I thought I was going to try and sneak Mystery Alaska by you, but I don't think there's actually Christmas in that. Oh, yeah. that's, just, that's, that's just cold. Yeah. They're just cold. It's, it's, it's just, it's just yeah. cold. It's just, well, it's in Alaska, dude. <laughs> it's not like always Christmas this in Alaska. Why I didn't try, because I knew you guys wouldn't bite. I can't believe you're serendipity. That's... Great, great thing. Like, yeah, yeah it's, so it's in December. Love actually the Santa Claus, bad Santa for me, really good squad. The, the holiday clinic. serendipity, I'll be home for Christmas for Gloop. <laughs> Zach, home alone, home alone, to Santa. Surprised? Claus I'm a, a little surprised Jingle All the Way didn't didn't get any. Yeah, very good. Schwarzenegger, Sinbad. Alright. Is that all you got? That's all I got. It's so our best of, show I'm, yet, I'm ladies and gentlemen. I'm Adam Elf is not good. Elf sucks. Elf sucks, no one should watch it.